It's rut and river. Yes. Correct. R-U-T. I rest my beard hair right on there, it. And then you know you're there. Like a nice, gentle little pillow for my beard. Right. And then I'm all up in it. Oh. I'm like Kobe beef for sharks. Can I ask you, what made you guys call me up about, well, this? That's what tickles our fancy. Exactly. Okay. Thought the Rocky Mountains would be rockier. John Denver <laughs> is not accurate. Man. A guy like you, who has absolutely no clue, and I can hear it in your voice, that, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you're a blank canvas. I mean, I can just start with you, like, from scratch. You, you're going to tell me, a grown man, you're telling me what lure to use and how to fish? You guys didn't s- snap your whopper plopper off either, though. <laughs> Sorry, I Sorry, blew, I blew up over that. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Rutten River Pursuits podcast. We are gathered around the Sonic Campfire tonight. I'm Steve. I'm Catfish. I'm Will. Gentlemen. Yes, sir. Pick up your phone, open Instagram. Mm -hmm. Got it. And type in Kristen Potega. Yeah. Is that K-R-Y? K-R-Y. S-T-E-N. Gotcha. P-O-T. That comes up right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's going to pop up right away. If you're even... Holy mackerel, look at this girl. She absolutely... Look at her. She's a killer. If you do any type of uh, following anybody in the fishing world, hunting world... Any kind of outdoorsing. Any outdoorsing on Instagram, and you don't know who Kristen Potega is, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) <laughs> now that I got past the killing pictures, look how many fish she catches. Isn't that I'm just crazy. picking. I've been following you forever, so let's talk to her. Let's talk to her. Kristen, <laughs> how you doing? Let's get her on. I'm good. How are you guys doing? Never better. Never better. What have you been up to today? Well, I actually just got back in from the tree stand, so I'm warming up and had a bite to eat and drinking a little wine and talking to you guys. Pretty nice little Thursday, huh? Yeah, perfect Thursday. So wh- where are you at, Kristen? Um, I'm actually in central Wisconsin, just outside of Stevens Point. Oh, what nice. is it with Wisconsin that breeds all of these amazing outdoors women? Yeah. I, well, I, I, I think it's just that you can catch anything you want, you know, and then, and it's fall and it looks like, you know, everything's beautiful. There's lakes everywhere, yep. I heard. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of lakes, that's for sure. It seems, it almost seems like it, it's all, like Pennsylvania with the heritage there, too. It's, it seems like it's kind of in the culture thicker in Wisconsin, like it is in Pennsylvania. Like, whether it be deer hunting or fishing or whatever, it's, it's just kind of natural there. Does that, does that make sense at all? Yeah, that, well, I mean, that's what we're born and pressed for here. Right. You know, if you don't go to deer camp as a kid and help butcher and gut deer, then you're doing something wrong in Wisconsin. So, so you've been hunting since you were a kid then, huh? Yes, I've been hunting and fishing since I was a kid. Wow. Who, did your family get you started in that? Yep. Um, my parents thought it was a, you know, really good to be raised outdoors. My dad was hunting as a kid and then, uh, he kind of brought us up both fishing and hunting, and as soon as we could get our hunter's safety, um, we got it and started hunting thereafter. I so. Am I allowed to ask her about a picture yet? Can I jump like 10,000 feet ahead? You can do it, It's buddy. bugging me. I'm it's staring at this. It's your show. So, Chris, <laughs> Chris, I have to ask you about this one picture. and I'm looking at this picture right now of you holding a channel cat standing on the ice. 
Yes. Is that something that's typical up there, or was that an accident, or something? No, that's pretty typical for that spot. We actually always do it. Every year we do both ice and open water fishing in that spot, so we'll have a couple rods set out to open water, and then we'll have a few tip-ups further in. And then, yeah, that's kind of how we do it out there. But the, the channel cats are targeted species there? Yep. Um, you get channel cats, pike, and walleye all kind of mixed in, at, especially out, like, when ice out. There's a lot of channel cats. They're constantly biting. You know, it's it's not uncommon to get 10 to 50, not 50, but 15 a night. What? That, that's, like, I'm... I'm really intrigued by that. I mean, we fish we fish winter, obviously, here for catfish, but not standing on the ice like no. that. I'm, I'm going to have to get you to give me those coordinates, those GPS coordinates <laughs> for that spot. How do you target a catfish through the ice? I, it's just impressive. It's very cool. I a- really like jigging wraps and spoons. Um, they like uh, fathead minnows. We'll put them on a floater and yeah. cast those out, or we'll put them on a tip-up. And when they, you, when they hit a tip-up, I mean... It's as fast as your line can get pulled out. They are crazy. Hmm. And I'm really, I, it's just an intriguing picture, too. Looking at the actual species of channel cat you have there, obviously it's, th- their heads are a little shorter and fatter here. And this this has a longer face on it. I just, I just, I love that not only is this a great picture, it's an intriguing picture for the fact that it, it looks like a cool thing to do in the wintertime. I, I think that their channel cats look like they're built for speed. Yes, and ours are <laughs> like lazy fat and yeah. waiting for somebody to feed them a bluegill, right? Yeah. No, it's very, it's, where you live looking at your Instagram just really looks like some some beautiful, beautiful country. And uh, I'm glad you yeah, take it Yeah, it is. I I love it up here. I actually moved up here for school, and I just never left. So. Oh, cool. Did did uh, uh, you said you were in the stand today, right? So I'm guessing. Yes, I was. It's this archery season out there. Yep, um, bow season has it started September 15th, and it will run through like January 1st ish. Hmm. Is the rut on up there? Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Um, it's hit and miss in a lot of spots, but when I was driving over, I had like a nice eight pointer standing in front of my car and, you know, I pulled over took a little video. He was a hot on a doe. When I got in the stand, I saw quite a few does and fawns and a nice buck, I believe. And, uh, you know, by the time I saw him, he was pushing all the does out of the field. So it just probably about 300 yards was the closest I saw. So <laughs> still nice to get out. It was a beautiful evening. I mean, it was like 30, but wind chill about 25, but then it died right off. So it was a good night to be out, just no luck today. Yeah. I think that Wisconsin has a really decent number of of deer population, too. I, I'm, I'm, don't quote me, but I think they're right up there with Pennsylvania with, you know, with vehicle hits really? with cars, especially this time we, of year. Yeah, we have a lot. Yeah. You can't drive to work here without seeing two of them. It's sad on the oh, side yeah. of the road, two, three on the way to work, and... It's like every day it's something new. Today on the way home from work at 3.30, I had a big doe walk out in front of me in front of my truck at broad daylight. So until rut season's in full swing. Mm -hmm. What's a typical typical deer go for up there with typical size? Um, I guess it depends on what you're looking for, what class you're looking for. I mean, whoever... I would say, like, a lot of people are happy with a certain deer, and I'm not one to judge with anything like that, especially yeah. if you have a freezer full. To me, that's the biggest trophy. 
But, you know, um, I'm still after my first bow buck, I'll be honest. I did get one with a gun, and I was super happy with it. But depends on the land, too. We have some areas that are more marshy or prairie, and I don't think deer get quite as big or they hide better. But, like, somebody like my fiancé shot a 180-class deer. He in did? Wisconsin. Yeah. Wow. That is a big deal. So, wow. And, and yeah, that's and their their body weight. I think are like we have big deer in Pennsylvania, but I think Wisconsin's body weights are, are larger. Are they? I believe so. Um, I'd say we have some big deer. Like um, again, my fiance last week shot his buck, and it was um, once it was ungutted, it was like one seventy eight. Well, let's, so. let's let's get that out of the way. What's your fiance's name? Because I've been seeing pictures of him on here too. Um, yeah, that, Trevor Hens. He's he's. You know, great outdoors guy as well. Is he? Um, That's yeah. Cool. He's it's been great. I actually met him in college. Um, it sounds like he's taking class. all your deer, though. I was gonna say, like, yeah, I know. He, he's breaking all the rules here. I scrolled down here looking at one of these pictures. He's giving you a smooch on the boat while he's holding a net, and that's you know you never catch a fish after that the rest of the day. Tell him stop doing that. <laughs> Leave that for the parking lot. So. You know, the funny thing is, that's the day we got engaged. So oh. I guess I got some a little bigger that day. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Did you get engaged on the boat? Yes, we did. Oh, no that's way. That's awesome. Oh. Very yep. cool. That is cool. Very is cool. cool. So, so what's, what does your, if you could pick what your your first archery buck would be, describe that. Like, what this, what would that look like? Honestly, it's, I would say that's a really hard one to say. Um, I've passed bikes, I've passed forks, I've passed, you know, small sixes just cause I, you know, I'm one of those let it grow type people. So sure. I'd be tickled with a nice two and a half year old, um, whether depending on how, what that looks like, cause the genetics is a big factor on that. We've got some huge two and a half. We've got some young two and a half that are kind of small. So honestly, I think I'd be happy with anything. It's just, you know, I'm trying to give it so it's got a little basket rack, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so, the, ni- the but nice. But I'd just be happy filling the freezer too. Yeah. The nice thing with that is, is then you can grow with it. I mean, I, I yeah. I dated a girl in high school who made the paper. She shot a 16 point the first day her dad ever took her out oh, whenever she man. was 13 years old, <laughs> and she quit hunting after that. She's like, "This is easy." Five minutes after she got in the stand, she shot a whacked a 16 oh, yeah and it was it was huge back in blair county so like That's when it made the paper he's her dad said in the paper he's been hunting that stand for 25 years never seen a deer like that right five minutes in the stand knocked this deer down and so this girl i won't say her name because my wife listens to it but she <laughs> sure sure she uh she she quit hunting so actually i think it's a good thing to start with a nice shooter buck and then work mm-hmm. up from that you know absolutely. i mean don't pass a 16 point just so you can get your feet wet. No, I'm going to pass it to go for that little eight point because I got to start small and work my way, you know, work my way up. That's exactly what I'm saying. You got to do. Leave that buck for me. Call me when you see it. This buck's too big for me. I don't. I'm yeah, not. We have some really nice ones around. It's just I haven't had you know a, a shot at them yet. And you know what? I've had shots at some nice ones that you know in my experience I've screwed up on. So I'm I'm you know human enough to admit I've messed up more than I care to admit, but. I'll get there one day. It will happen for me. Well, that's how you grow as a hunter. I've messed up lots of times, lots, tons and tons of times. But it's crazy. I've let my bow down more than once on on a on a six point up here in Pennsylvania. And hunting mountain bucks, that's kind of like a no no. 
Um, if you get a shot at a decent shooter buck, then you should take it. But there were, I'm totally happy back in the day when we could shoot spikes when I was a kid. They were, they meant everything to me, you know, just mm-hmm. to, to get a buck in general was, you know, it was really cool whenever you were younger. It didn't matter what it was. Um, and I don't exactly. even, I don't even think now later in life as a hunter, I don't really care how big bucks are. I think it's the experience of really just dropping one and putting it in the freezer and getting that honey bun at the end of the day. Well, I mean, looking at it from a Pennsylvania standpoint. Right. Is way different from a like a Texas standpoint, or right? an Illinois, or yeah, yeah to way your your view, oh, you know, your vantage points, all kind of sure, yeah, but nope, I agree. I mean, talking I, as a Pennsylvanian, I was just out of state last week, so it was a, a whole different world. But uh, no, when you're here in PA, and I'm pretty sure Wisconsin is somewhat similar, you know, you're. You're getting into, uh, you know, you get those opportunities there, you know, one, two times a year. And, right. you know, those those really special ones. And if you're not able to capitalize or whatever, it's just the season's over. Par for the course. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you normally hunt alone, Kristen? Um, I, I do a little bit of both. Um, like tonight I was alone out hunting, but otherwise I'll go with my fiance or they have some hunting land in Southwest Wisconsin. So we'll stay at the house and then, you know, we'll all go our separate ways to separate stands and sit out and hunt. I see that shed hunting looks like it's one of your favorite pastimes too. Is that something that you guys do up in Wisconsin a lot? Uh, we actually just picked it up a couple of years ago. It was one of those. We just were like, why are we letting all these sheds just get chewed up by squirrels and that? So we decided to just take a walk on the land. And the first time we had done it, I think we found like eight or 10 sheds and a beautiful deadhead. And we were kind of hooked after that. So. Yeah. That's a fun time. It's, it's just it a nice time just to get out and walk around and you're not really worried about too much like end of anything, scent control, nothing. You're just having a good day in the woods, right? Exactly. And our shed hunting kind of falls right around turkey hunting. So there's been times where we'll turkey hunt in the morning, um, get morels in the midday, and then go shed hunting for a little bit in the afternoon. So kind of make it worth our while being out in nature. That's like a whole day's worth. Yeah. It is. I love those days because our turkey hunting here is exactly when crappie fishing is the hottest in Pennsylvania. So we turkey hunt in the morning and crappie fish off the kayaks and stuff in the afternoon and those days are really special when you can spend the whole day doing two things that you love to do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's good. The water's still cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are nice. So if there's oh. if there's two things you could do on any day, outdoorsy wise, what what would those two things be? Ooh, catfishes would be turkey hunting and crappie fishing. No, I didn't say that was oh, my favorite thing. Right. Come on, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> don't put. <laughs> That's actually a really tough one because Don't put seasons in his mouth. I would say it like varies day to day. I mean, um, we have a really great white bass run up here, which is super fun. You can get two to three hundred in a day. That's what? fun to do. White bass. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, white bass. Um, we're kind of noted where we're at in the area. It's called the Wolf River, and the white bass run is just crazy. I mean, people will line shoulder to shoulder on the shoreline catching them and filling up coolers, and there's wow. no limit on them because they're. I wouldn't say invasive, but they have such a high population that you can't even put a dent in them. Oh, man. So, and they're good eating as long as you get mudline out and that. And 
you know, we do fish fries with that, so, or we'll pickle them, and they're great eating, but that also falls right around turkey hunting, and now I've, um, I've gotten two turkey. I just picked it up not long ago, and I'm hooked on that. So, I, there's just so many outdoor activities you can do that it's hard to pick. I need to jump to back just a hair, because you just blew through it like, like it was no thing at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to need that pickling recipe for white bass. That could be done. Um, I'll have to find it, but it's super easy. It's um, like pickling, like you're going to, um, like at wherever, like a canning store, you get canned. Um, yeah. We get like the mason jars, pickling spice. Yeah. I think you need like sugar and vinegar and, oh, it turns out super good. You put it on a saltine cracker and it's perfect little hors d'oeuvre. Do, do you like uh, fillet the bass first? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you it's not like and you make sure to get all the mudline out too, because the mudline will give it a very not great flavor. Right, sure. What about this? What about this dogfish that you caught through the ice? I mean, it doesn't look like a bowfin, but it doesn't look like a snakehead. I'm not sure what this is. Um, dogfish and, and bowfin are one and the same. Um, it just depends where you're at. Um, people call them different things. We get a ton of them through the ice, actually. Bowfin. Yeah. I, th- I thought it looked like a bowfin. They're I, big I too. didn't see the spot on it, and it looked just like a bowfin. So they call them dogfish, apparently. Yep, they're it's one and the same. I think it's, dogfish might be the like politically incorrect. You know, like people just call it by that. Yeah, but it's kind of its nickname. I've never eaten a bowfin. They're like a prehistoric it's one of the oldest fish on the planet have you ever eaten one of these no no i have not i'll be honest no we normally a lot of people tell us you know you should whack them over the head and throw them on shore or kill them but most of the time we just put them back you ever had pickle buffin i'm just kidding (laughs) no i can't say i have but you know what it might pull on my itinerary i'm just picking yeah that that i i'm very intrigued by that the pickled fish I've never had it. Well, no, after we were shad fishing earlier this year, a guy I work with said, did you pickle any of those? And I guess people, like, pickle the whole shad. Like, they don't – you drop the whole thing in a jar. And they're big, though, and they're not well, just not, like a – Well, not gigantic sardine you know, kind of. The, the three-pounders, but, like, smaller – I don't know if they're shad. I've never eaten of, pickled fish at all. At never, all. Yeah. It's yeah. not a Pennsylvania herring, thing. that's what it is. Pickled herring. I never had it. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, not shad. Herring. Yeah, they, they – <laughs> Pickle the whole thing. I'm gonna say, I well, don't... people do like Cisco too, which are actually very similar to like a shad or a herring, and um, people pickle those. I haven't tried it personally, so I can't tell you because I know they pickle the whole fish. We just, when we fillet up white bass, we'll, we'll cut them into like kind of like a nugget size, put them in a jar with onions and the pickling spices. You have to leave it for I think it might be a week, and then um, it's very good and it, like I said, a very unique flavor but on a saltine cracker they're super good yeah i gotta bring oh, something in. up i'm sorry yeah it's, my mind works weird so don't don't mind me chris but <laughs> I, so I got the, my finger on the dump button yeah, there's, <laughs> there's something that i've never actually asked a female outdoorsman so oh this, boy here we go how do you deal with this long hair and whenever it gets wet and you're trying to like hunt in the cold or doesn't it freeze like yes I'd be, like, afraid to get caught in my bowstring, and I'd think that it would be a burden. 
what you want? I mean, you want to give me a haircut like your wife? Yes. (laughs) But uh, no, it actually, a lot of the time when I'm fishing, I'll pull it up in a baseball cap. I'll pull it back through the the back of the baseball cap and it keeps it out. Otherwise when I'm hunting 99.9% of the time, I have it in braids just because, you know, I, I give credit to women that can wear their hair down hunting. I'm not one of them. I will get dreads on the back of my neck and I will have to rip my hair out with a brush. So yeah. I literally will always wear it up in braids or pulled back because I just, it it does get in the way for points like that. And plus when I'm pulling back, I don't want to have to worry about hair getting wrapped in the bowl anyway. That obviously would not be good. Yeah. I mean, it was a dumb question. I just, I guess because I'm, I'm not saying I'm slightly going bald, but I would kind of have a hair envy that. thing. And this long hair is seemed like it would get like, well, you know when your beard freezes when we're out shoveling snow? And yeah, it just turns into a block of ice. I'm asking, no, I don't actually know what that's like. <laughs> I was, I'm sorry. I was looking at Will. but I do. I know exactly what Imagine how saying. heavy your hair would get if it froze while you're out ice fishing. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, no. Anyhow, dera- derail. I'm sorry. I just went on a side. Well, it's just, you know, when Catfish was younger, he had... Look like Samson. You I know, actually had Bible. hair just like you when I was younger. I had very long hair. Yeah. And it did. It was a giant burden to have long hair. He had feathers in it. Like a I tracker. Know, but I'd like an old tracker. I'm getting very vivid pictures here. I bet. Who takes your pictures, Kristen? Uh, well, fiance. I'm not going to lie. Trevor is the one that he's learned. He's my go-to. Or I'll take GoPro stills. That's what I do. Yeah, that's sometimes that's the easiest. Just a just a screenshot of a video sometimes is the best. Yep. yep. Is it? That's a cool idea. So I see a lot of dogs in your in some of your posts here. Dogfish? No, no, canines. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have a little girl. Um, she's my baby. I don't have kids, so I consider her my child. Her name's Lily. She's a two month or two year old lab. Uh, do you take Lily hunting with you? Catfish has a Lily. Uh, yeah. You, oh, you have a Lily. I have a wife. We do not have children, so we also have a Lily that is our child. Yes. So I get yep. that totally. Yep. She's like I said. She is my, my she's my child. We take her fishing. Um, she's not so well mannered on the boat. We're working on it. But um, I've actually recently picked up products from Dog Bone Hunter. If you haven't heard of him makes a lot of really cool products and so we're going to be working with her on shed hunting for spring and also cool. blood trailing because she really loves deer right is he is he close is he out of wisconsin or he is out of wisconsin i believe very cool we like our wisconsin people I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah I gotta, we have a lot of them yeah they're fun i gotta get up there this place we've talked I, to a few since we began i'm still scrolling it's amazing. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this, I don't know, Wisconsin just seems like a, just an outdoor mecca. Have you, have you never been? Have you never been up there? We drove through it, didn't we, to go to Canada? That's it. Yeah. Well, yeah, well we always Michigan. We yeah, kind of drove over top of it. But it's not, I mean. I've never been to Wisconsin, no. Big tall trees and, and, and water everywhere. Uh, ponds and lakes. Sounds about right. A lot of wildlife. A lot of wildlife. Big yeah. variety of wildlife, but. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna put, I'm gonna put this phone down. Stop looking through Instagram and let's talk. Let's talk about what 
What do you want to do? What Fishing or hunting? Which one do you like better? Oh, that's a good question. You shouldn't ask oh. that. I don't know if that's fair. No, it's got. I mean, everybody's got a little bit of. Well, how would you answer that? Yeah, see, he can't answer. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I want to hear you guys answer the question first. It's fun. It is a funny question because all my life up until two years ago, yeah. it was diehard hunting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I ever lived for. And then in the last, and I, I mean, obviously fish too. But in the last two years, it has swung. It, it turned. Yeah, we're fishing I'm a lot to, more. I'm doing a lot more fishing than I ever have before. Like I'm still fishing, and it's two days left in our archery season. I'm still out fishing. So right. Um, I would say in my this part of my life, it's fishing for me. So, I I I I don't want to admit it. I'm not comfortable admitting that fishing is really. You got to go with your heart, bud. No, that's what it feels. Follow your heart. Don't talk (laughs) with your brain. Follow your heart. I like I like me some fishing, but I I love I you know forever. It's just you know my number one thing was hunting, and and, but. we do a lot more as a group. We're able to do a lot more as a group fishing. It's yeah. it's easier for us to, you know, to get together, whether it's packing up the kayaks or, or meeting well, in a spot. seven of us. It's yeah. hard to hunt seven guys at a time. Yeah, yeah. right. So that's our thing. All right, now it's your turn. Oh, so you, oh. Didn't, you didn't answer. Oh, I, oh I, I'm fishing. He's all pheasant yeah. hunting now. <laughs> so this is such a hard one because it. I guess we kind of do stuff varying on season, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like you know, January, February will be ice fishing, and then it will go to you know the white bass run and turkey hunting, and then we'll have you know um, summer fishing, so top water fishing, and then you get to the there fall where we're bow hunting and uh, musky fishing now, and then we'll start you know getting to gun season, which is next week, and. <laughs> So it's like we kind of alternate. Like some of the year I'd be like, yeah, it's fishing. Hands down, I love fishing. And then some of the time I'll be like, gosh, that sit out hunting just got my heart racing. This is, I'm, I can't wait to get back out. So does that make sense? We always kind of plan our plan our activities with the season. So, yeah. so. whatever you have the, the best chance of being successful at, it sounds. I mean, that's exactly. A, that's a really good answer. That sounds like a better question from now on. Instead of asking our guests, do you like hunting or fishing better? What season do you like the best? Whether it is hunting or fishing. Sure. Oh, I don't so, know. I, I mean, I can hands down tell you that topwater fishing is my favorite thing there is in life. Yeah. That, that ex- I love topwater fishing. I'm so with you on that. There's nothing like a blow up on a frog. No, nope. you're right. It, there's, it, it's actually... I don't know what it's like to be addicted to uh, some kind of hardcore drugs, but... I can imagine it's similar because I go to sleep <laughs> thinking of water explosions. I wake up and I'm like, oh, man, it's two hours till daylight. Screw it. I'm throwing frogs until you, they start to bite. You broke yeah. into a house and stole some crap so you can go to Gander Mountain and buy yeah. some lures. That's right. <laughs> well, well, if you've never done it either, the if you've never done a tip-down bite, that is addicting. You mean on ice fishing? Yeah. yeah, we get a super good tip-down bite where it's for hours you're just running. I mean, by the next day, your legs are so sore just from tip-downs. And we get dogfish on them, northern, perch, crappie, bluegill. I mean, you name it, we catch, it, catch them on them. I have never, I've never been able to witness that. We, we put, we call them tip-ups, but we, we put 
we t- we put tip downs out, and you're lucky to get one bite on them a day we, if you're lucky. We need to travel. Or we well, uh, there's so many people. There that is have a invite- difference between tip ups and tip downs. Is there? We don't know. Yeah. No, I don't. Please, please, I don't know the difference. What a tip is- down is a tip up. Obviously, is kind of like one with the flag that goes up. You put like a shiner or a chub or whatever on, and you normally get like a northern or largemouth. Right. Tip downs are actually like a rod in a stand, and they're they're designed with a weight in the back, so they sit upright, and it's when they the fish bites, it will slowly pull it down and you watch it tip down and that's how they got the name. I got and you. And so these, you get a ton, like I said, when we get a perch run and it's normally right around March that the, that is our best ice fishing right at the last ice. I mean, we're on some pretty sketchy ice, I'm not going to lie. So, but that's when you get the best fish. I mean, I can't tell you how many hundreds of fish we catch i mean obviously we try to return them all just because they're going to spawn we just like catching them right right no it sounds amazing i've not witnessed that before but it it sure sounds like that's super addicting yeah we have tip we have tip ups here and then we put them out on the ice while we're ice fishing and hopefully a walleye grabs one um Mm -hmm. uh, every every now and again i hear a guy will, will get a largemouth bass out of like my lake or something but it's not it's not a common thing to run for flags here in Pennsylvania, at least in our area. But uh, it sounds su- it sounds super amazing. I mean, if your legs are tired doing anything you love, I'm, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not. I, unless you know, I don't pick on people that ride ten speeds or run for fun. That's just not my thing. But right. I, I get it. If something gets your heart racing and you fall in love with anything, but I could totally get behind running to tip downs with fish on. Yeah. yeah. That's the only exercise I get during the year is, you know, walking to a stand or running to tip-ups oh, well, or tip-downs. Yeah. I'm not much of a gym person. You need to quote that. Like, everybody here has, like, some little quote we want to say at the end of our life when everybody talks about each other. Like, so, the only exercise she actually ever got was to run to a tip-down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or walk in, in, in her eulogy, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's sadly about right. Stevie's our main fisherman here at the table, and he's still looking at your Instagram. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I've I've been. This, we're we're pushing what about forty minutes, half hour, forty minutes here, and I haven't. I'm still scrolling. I'm so, <laughs> th- there's one thing that sticks out in your fishing videos, and we have to talk about this at length. <laughs> and I have no idea what you'd be talking about here. And and, and that. <laughs> and, and, and that is your hook set. Like I, I've lost. I lose probably a good five hundred fish. Ninety-two percent. Ninety-two percent of my fish because I don't set the hook very well. Neither I, do I. I, I don't I've know never why. Been, I've never been a super. Uh, you and uh, Kristen hook. actually share the same nickname. What's that? The hook set queen. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. For I missed it. Completely opposite that reasons. What, did I hear what I thought I heard? What you say? <laughs> the hook set queen. I thought that's what you said. <laughs> so, now it's impressive, and there's no. I I don't know a lot of people doing that. Like so, like how how do you do that? Like how, on a boat. On a boat. Like you do you do yoga or something? You have a extra. I don't. You know. Extra toe or something that kind of keeps about. Here's what I saw in it. I saw somebody a who Duke just law. loves it so much <laughs> that you almost to me the way that I took it was that you get so overly excited 
that you do not want to lose this fish. Like, I think that's what's going through your head. I'm not losing this one. Yeah. When it, whenever you hook, set the hook. Yeah, that, that would probably be a, a pretty good bet. I mean, I don't want to lose the fish. And especially with frogs or topwater lures in general, you have to make sure you get a good hook set in because the hooks obviously are kind of hidden. So, sure. you know, when I first started using frogs, I don't think I was setting the hook enough. And so I started whamming a little harder and it seemed to work out well for me. Yeah. And not only but that, it, when you're... really awkward. When you're throwing top water like that too, you can have some slack in the line. So you got to get yeah. when you're when mm-hmm. you when you're working the rod like that, you can have slack when they take it. So I I get that. Well, I I don't think it looks awkward at all. Yeah. I think it looks no. pretty cool. It's it's, it's an amazing hook <laughs> set. Yeah, yeah. It, it, There's uh, two people that we have met that have what I call immaculate hook sets. She's one of them. Bill Dance and no, Kristen Patega. The other yeah. guy was Monster Mike that did the backflip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You, think, you think you have an exaggerated hook set. Monster Mike did backflips to hook his. Yeah. Well, he's so. Tyler Dunn has a nice hook set. He does, but he's super tall, so it comes natural. Right. His right. rod comes almost full clock. You can hear. It doesn't matter if he has a T-shirt on or a jacket. It sounds the same. It's like. It's a know? whip. Yeah, it's a whip. Yeah. What kind of rod are you using? Because, I mean, there you get some bend in that thing. Um, I use a lot of either St. Croix products or um, the one I've been using a lot this year was the new Lose Mach 2. I recently picked up bait mm. casters and kind of fell in love, so I picked up the Lose, I think it was this year, actually, yeah. this um, spring, and it's been, it's been really good to me. A couple of us have those. They're really great, yeah. Yeah, they are. And we're using them, well, the bulk of our heavy lifting on those rods are for smallmouth in the river. And, uh, oh, fun. So, yeah, yeah. What what weight, you know, how long? Do you know those stats? Uh, mine is seven foot, medium heavy. That's right around. It's kind I'm of an all-around rod, yeah. too, because yeah. she could catch yeah, muskies. Yeah, that's what I kind of wanted, a general rod, yeah. to. I know most people are like, you need to go heavier if you're going to do it for frogging, but I'm like, hmm. If I go any heavier with my hooks, that thing's gonna get dangerous. Yeah. So, no, I'm on track I, with that. My 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 rod's smaller. That's I don't use I don't use a super heavy rod to go throwing top water just because of the fact that I think that I lose the action of the lure mm-hmm. if I if I if it's too much. Do you do you throw braid for top water? Yes, I do. Yeah. I I won't throw anything but braid. Yeah, cut through the. You got lily pads up there, vegetation. Yeah, we have a ton. We get a lot of sludge and lily pads that you have to cut through. So, right, right. Um, I use a lot of braid. I use, I think it's called Suffix 832. I put like 50, 55 pound on uh, my bait caster. And then we have some other rods that have like a lighter 30 pound braid. I like what you're selling there. Stevie doesn't yeah. believe. Now we're talking about throwing top water. We're. We're right. We're we're in that. We're in it for the next hour. We got onto it now. Right. Yeah, buckle up. Yeah. So Stevie doesn't believe that, and I'm going to throw him under the bus. That color means anything to fish. So, like, when you're throwing frogs, do you have a favorite color frog? Is it a natural color? Or are you throwing bright colors? Because Stevie will argue this all night. Honestly, I will do throw my frogs and pick the color depending on the time of day. Oh, do tell. Um, uh. Uh, a lot of the time, midday, I'll use a black frog. 
I think for whatever reason, the sun silhouettes it nicely enough that frogs like it. They have to be in the mood for it, obviously, during the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll have some days where they're hitting top water midday, and some days it's that last golden hour. And uh, when I get to that golden hour, I've done well on white frogs, which is kind of odd, or natural color. We have some that are kind of more colored, but it just seems for us up here, if you can match the hatch and find, you know, like if we have a leopard frog hatch or whatever, it's kind of nice to just match it accordingly. So, and we also will go depending on like, if I'm throwing a frog and I'm having a lot of them either blow up and miss it, or I'll either trim the legs and see if that will help my hookup ratio, or I will opt for a smaller frog. She knows what she's talking. I like this top water fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the frog is your top water bait of choice. It sounds. I would, yeah, that or I've really started to like the whopper platform. There we go. <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you say whammy? Yeah, let's see. That's the problem. Vegetation is yeah. tough to fish around, but yeah, when you fish outside the vegetation, that thing's a killer. Oh, it's so much fun. What? And even if they don't bite it, I just like hearing the whoop, 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 Oh, whoop, yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite pattern size whopper plopper? Ooh, um, can't remember the exact specifics. I think it's, I'm not positive, but it might be like the 119. Um, yeah, the, one ni- the 190. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. That's the gigantic like, one, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the. We, no, not the gigantic. It's. It's the middle size. I'm unfortunately do not know the exact specific. Yeah, the middle yeah, she, size. Yeah, she's the one ten. Yeah, they're nice, and I like the perch colored one. But we've been over See, this. On the one I use is like a gray or blue, just because that's kind of what we have. We have a lot of shad or um, shiners, so I try to kind of match what's in their habitat that they feed on. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I have a lake that is packed full of shad. Millions and billions and quadrillions and trillions and more than that, Chad. <laughs> There's so many Shad, they block out the fish finder, and it they will not hit anything that looks like a Shad. Like, they just must be... Like, I guess if you're sitting in a room with 6,000, like, 6,000 Big Macs, and you're like, eh, I, I right. just want to... I just want to... Cheeseburger. Chick-fil-A. For, yeah, I want Chick-fil-A. I'm right. sick of Shad. I don't know if that's the way my fish are, but if you throw Shad color in my lake, they won't touch it. And it's all Shad. <laughs> But well, it kind of makes sense. You got to throw something, you know, different to probably catch their attention because they're used to seeing all those shad, and so you got to throw something a little. Yeah. If you want, if you look at some of the topwater pictures later on the Instagram we talked about, you will see on my Instagram that I won't show the frog that I throw very often, but I'll give you a, a hint since we're going to edit it out. If you take a topwater frog, because I don't think that they sell one, and spray paint it gold, I have caught more bass on a gold frog than I've caught on anything else. Really? Really? Don't listen to this. I'm talking to her. Oh. You never even... But yes, I don't know what it is with the gold color. I don't... In, especially in my lake, gold colors. Like, there are not many I, gold frogs. Well, I got there. it because the gold colored whopper plopper was on, on fire. Frog right now. Yeah. 
the gold collar Whopper Plopper was on fire for weeks, and then I wanted to throw frog. So one night I spray painted it gold last year, and just got bored. Why or are we just hearing about this now? I'm telling her because she's a true <laughs> topwater fish. She knows what cutting the legs off means. <laughs> only for true topwater. True oh, in the legs. She my said bad. it, so I had All to right. give her the hit. Yeah, fair now, enough. Do you have a go-to frog lure that you prefer, like brand? I don't. I I, I like a popper frog. Just because I can work okay. it both ways. I can work it slow or pop it. Um, I don't have any. I have. I think I've bought every frog on the market. I'm tried sure them. you have. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, I don't have a typical brand that I like. Sport shopper. The uh, <laughs> just throwing frogs in general, watching the explosions, all I care about. I I dream about yeah. it. I wake up and I, I go to work. The girls at work that I work with get sick and tired of me talking about topwater fishing. <laughs> Right. I mean, these guys are archery hunting. I'm like, I caught something on top water in October. Like it's, it's still on. I hold on. Stevie does the same <laughs> Every, thing. Yeah, yeah. Stevie holds on to it till his heart will stop beating. Going, I know they'll hit it. I'll just throw it for four hours. I know they'll hit it. it's been over for four months. <laughs> yeah. Catfish's top water reports should be a thing on the internet, but like you know, every every other week or two. Top water's back on, yeah. boys. And, and you just, I don't know. I love it. We went to Florida, and for the first three days, it's all the way through watching other guys catch fish. <laughs> he ain't lying. He doesn't. You can yeah. you can lead a catfish to water, but you can't make them not throw top water. We went snook fishing in the ocean. I was throwing whopper <laughs> ploppers to try to catch a snook on a whopper plopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's for four truth. hours. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> he had a spray paint, a gold can of spray paint in his back pocket. But I was wondering what he was doing with it. People do weird things, man. Spray paint and allures. I mean, it doesn't have to look pretty as long as it's the right color. Right, right. How late does in the year does top water season run out there? Um, I'd say normally we start end of May, beginning of June, and go through. We've caught fish all the way through October on topwater. I know a lot of people do really well on musky. Um, I don't know their topwater season per se, but I think it might be in October as well. Unfortunately, though, like our water temperature this year, we had a lot of rain, and it cooled way down. Oh, so tell me about it. kind of just yeah. took a crap for us. So that was really hard to, hard to swallow. You know, that's funny because at least the same thing, I experienced the same exact thing here. I think you know, these other guys probably did too, but it was uh, it was great the end of September and then two hurricanes blew through here and we got six feet of rain or something like that. Water. And the water temperature dropped 15 or 20 degrees in a couple of days. The river never recovered yeah. after that first couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, yeah. the Susquehanna has been, been a couple high. of feet high for two months now, so three months or all summer actually but yeah definitely we had that unfortunately so we didn't even get good top water fishing through september like last year we were killing it september mm-hmm. this year it kind of ended early and it was <laughs> highly disappointing bless your heart yeah you can't tell from all those pictures though <laughs> <laughs> we're not crying for you there <laughs> I, I have to change the subject because my mind's going 100 miles an hour on top water. So we got to get there. I'm going to talk Quick. about this. What's uh, so wild game wise, fish, wild game, uh, you know, deer, whatever you guys hunt up or turkeys. What's your favorite wild game to eat? Ooh, um, I'm a big fan of venison backstraps or a tenderloin that way. I'm, I'm a steak and potato type girl. Yeah. Nice. So, 
Um, otherwise, wild turkey. We make turkey nuggets in the deep fryer, and boy, there's nothing better. Mm. Do you guys cook your back? Do you guys cook your back straps in the? Do you smoke them? Throw them in the oven? We actually um, we'll cut back straps um, like in a chunk and then unthaw it, and then we'll cut it super thin and then just pan fry it with onions and just kind of cook it till it's like a medium rare, maybe medium, and just eat it that way. It's super quick and easy, especially when you're getting home. You do. lost me it with onion. Will doesn't like onion. Everybody you know, knows how that. are you human? What? Just hang up on him. <laughs> you, it's okay to hang up on him. It's, it's okay. <laughs> No, All da- right, nice talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, Dad did the same thing. He would butterfly his back straps and cook them with butter and onions in a skillet. That's how I grew up eating yeah. it. Really? Right. And then uh, if we had some gravy laying around, we'd throw gravy on it. But, um, yeah, it, it wasn't – I didn't get into, like, smoking venison until I was out of college, actually. I'm glad you did. Yeah, and then, like, wrapping it in bacon and mm-hmm. putting a, a – I put – uh, jalapeno peppers under the bacon and smoke it like that in the smoker. And I try, I, I don't know if I don't smoke it quite long enough till it's not done, but I like to, I don't like to take it full smoked and I like to take it out and finish it under the broiler real quick to get that bacon right. But you're right. Venison backstraps of people out there, people out there that don't hunt, I think are missing out. People that have never eaten it or somebody that had a deer steak once and said, Oh, I don't like venison. Somebody didn't cook it right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll just. Well, that unfortunately happens a lot. People are like, oh, venison's gamey. And I'm like, you've obviously either not had it cooked right, prepared, you know, um, even if you pressure cook it, like wool, canned venison. Um, and I can tell you, you can't tell the difference between that and beef. No, you cannot. It's wonderful. I haven't done that in a while. I probably should do that this year. Jimmy, I used to hunt up on the land with. That's all he does with it. Yeah, he gives it. me a, yeah, he really? gives me a jar of it and it comes out. It's like pot roast. You can't. Oh, it's so stupid good. What do you can melts in, in, like melts in your mouth? We're not getting into that. It's a whole nother episode oh. on how to can pickled, pickled like deer. a brine. Yeah, really. If if Buck was here, he'd tell you how to like pickle oh, walleye yeah. eyes and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Cheeks at least. Yeah. Actually, it's crazy because when we go fishing, when we go when we go ice fishing. The, I believe that the crappies that we catch, we don't we don't really keep crappies all year. Mm-hmm. We catch them for fun, and then we do keep some for fish fries during the winter because I believe through the ice they're they're just cleaner, they're they're more firm. I think the meat tastes better Sweet. throughout the winter. I don't whatever that is, but a lot of the guys will take the crappie eyes and use them as bait while we're on the ice and catch perch with them because they're like magnets. Oh, yeah. If you take that eye out and you put it on a little tiny hook and drop it down, it's like instantly. It's like lightning. Perch, perch, perch. No way. But uh, you can't keep them. You can't, like, take them home and freeze them or anything. It don't work. You know, fall off the hook. Yeah. I don't know. Try that. You guys have crappies up there, obviously, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's we, some pictures. We get a lot of crappy. Feels a little, it feels Tanks a little Vikingish to rip their eye out, but it's, you know, they're already dead. So, I saw a picture of a gar. You have gar up there? Yes, we do. All the way in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah really. Yep. You both we fish them. We get a lot of gar. Yes, we both fish them. Or um, I've caught them on regular rigs. I've caught them on top water, actually. What? Um, frogs. So. How, whoa. Yeah. How do you? How do you hook a gar on a topwater frog? 
I guess you, you know, I think it was just like that... a stupid lucky accident. Wow. The steel leader I was using wrapped around its mouth and rehooked itself back into the frog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I bet. Wow, wow that's bony, awesome. She bony oily garnished fish. it. We don't have them very, you know, they're, we have them down east and Maryland has them. Yeah. But we don't, I, I mean, I hope I'm not wrong. I hope there's not well, some cool gar spot that I'm missing out on. But I don't, know, think, maybe we I don't can think we have them here. Get the game commission to start stalking them. I've somewhere. never caught one. The here. gar recovery gar program. Gar recovery program in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Uh, Kristen, we're, we are quickly bumping up on time here. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Th- there's some pretty cool companies you work with. Right. Yes, there are. Yeah, you want to give those guys, a, those folks, a shout out. Um, well, I definitely like to take a minute on Legendary Whitetails if you've not heard of them. They are doing something called a Hunt on Us campaign right now up until November 21st, I believe. If you buy a bow or gun license, you take a picture of it, you submit your email, um, they will send you a $25 gift card. It's their way of giving back um, a lot. They know, they understand that hunting is an expensive sport. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to make it so your costs, you know, are not just going towards, obviously it's going towards conservation when you buy a license. But this is their way of giving back. And they've got great flannels. And I can't tell you how many products of their eyes, theirs I own. I own probably way too much. <laughs> but uh that's definitely one of my favorites. I've had I've nothing but pleasant things to say about them. Cool. Well, they have a website. Yep, uh, legendarywhitetails.com. They've they've got both men and women's apparel, uh, camo, anything you pretty much would want to look for. The only thing I kind of put an ear and I said, hey, if you could make jeans, you know, then you'd be my one stop shop. <laughs> so. 2019. They're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Cool. All right, and so uh, Catfish has a one final question that he's going to ask you that he asks everyone. Pretty much everyone. Pretty much everyone well, we have he, on the show. If he likes you, he, yeah, he breaks yeah. out this question. I like this one. We'll ask her. Yeah. So if, if money was no object and no time off work, nothing, you just had the freedom to do what you want, what would be your bucket list hunt or fishing trip in the world? Um. I've had a lot, actually a lot of time to think about this, and one I'm actually going to be hopefully going on this year with Nicole Stone Outdoors. What? Um, we are supposed to go up to Lake Winnipeg and target those big greenbacks up there. That's always been a big bucket list of mine oh, to travel man. to Canada to fish. And for my hunt, I'd honestly say either an elk hunt out west or a Saskatchewan buck hunt. Yeah, yeah. Big bucks. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. They look like cows Those with horns. Those beautiful chocolate racks. Yeah. I just, I'm in love with their racks up there. I just think they're beautiful. Yeah, it's a diff- It's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. going to you're gonna need them lacrosse ice breaker sketcher things. Ice kings. Ice That's kings. what I said. That's yeah. why we recorded. <laughs> ice sketcher. And, uh, ice sketcher, yeah. Um, because I'm going to wear tennis shoes on the ice. Good idea. <laughs> it's going to be cold up in Saskatchewan. But I, I hope you get there. And uh, I love your Instagram. We love following you. Nicole Stone's, you know, a, a, a very cool chick to hang out with. You guys are you guys going to kill have a it. blast, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Her and I have been texting back and forth the last couple weeks about it, and we're both so excited to cool. get up there. 
Cool. We're hoping that the two of you and and a few others that we've talked to make it out here to the Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the you know, the biggest hunting and fishing show in the world. You know, uh, as far as a um, consumer consumer show. show goes, but you guys are always welcome to come out, hang out in Harrisburg in our backyard, and uh, come out here and see that show. I think you guys would enjoy that too. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you. I really appreciate the offer, and I hope someday I can take you up on it. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, Kristen. Thanks for uh, getting down out of stand early tonight to spend some time with us. We appreciate that. Well, thanks, guys. I've had a great time talking to you. Don't forget now to send me the coordinates to that ice fishing catfishing spot. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. You know, I won't share it with anybody. No, nobody. Okay, and I won't <laughs> tell your super secret. You know, secret. About bass fishing. No. I'll keep that one quiet, too. No. The gold spray paint's a top secret. <laughs> Check her I'll keep out. my mouth shut. <laughs> Check her out on Instagram, Kristen Potega, K-R-Y-S-T-E-N-P-O-T-E-G-A. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Oh, He's been practicing. Man, so. all week long, I've been spelling that in my head. So it's, it, it paid nailed off. it. Yeah, it paid off. Oh, nicely done. All right. All right, well... Where can they find us? Oh, you can find us at ruttandriverpursuits.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also check us out at on the YouTubes, Rut and River Pursuits Podcast. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we got some pretty cool information now. That Big can- news. <laughs> news flash. What's that, bud? Come across the board. We're now on Spotify. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you can find us on most of the uh, podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music uh, are, yeah. are just, you know, two of the big ones. But you can also find us on the Spotify now, which is really cool. Very cool. Subscribe to the episodes on one of those outlets. You get them all twice a week automatically. All right, guys. This has been awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Real Wheeler. Bye, Kristen. Pretty nice little Tuesday. Yeah. Perfect. Thursday. <laughs> yeah, it's Thursday, <laughs> but. What? I, was gonna, I, was, I was like, uh. Why don't you redo that? <laughs> one? <laughs> Can you dedicate a hook set to us sometime? I'm, like on your you, on your video, this this one's for R two and really crank on that thing. R two, woo! Yeah. I think that could be arranged. That is funny. And just eat it that way. It's super quick and easy, especially when you're getting home. You do. lost me it with onion. Will doesn't like onion. Everybody. You how that. are you human? What? Just hang up on. <laughs> you, it's okay to hang up on. <laughs> no. All right, nice talking to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Big news. <laughs> news flash. <laughs> What's that, bud? Come across the board. We're now on Spotify. Really? Yeah.